Hello, listeners. Here's another bonus episode of the sermon I delivered yesterday on Mother's Day, on May 14th, 2023, at Foothills United Methodist Church in La Mesa, California. It was based on John 2, 1 through 11, the first sign of Jesus, the turning water into wine at a wedding. So if you'd like to listen to this Mother's Day message, the sermon is titled, A Mother's Nudging. Stay tuned and it will follow. This week's scripture is John 2. 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to me and to you? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, and each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the person in charge of the banquet. So they took it. When the person in charge tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, that person called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Today's scripture is about the well-known story of Jesus turning water into wine at a wedding. The first sign, according to the Gospel of John, that revealed Jesus as the Son of God. Now, this name for Jesus was really important in the Gospel of John to emphasize Jesus' divinity. However, Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man. And the exchange that we see in this passage shows us a Jesus that is the Son of Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is at the wedding too, and the exchange between mother and son shows us a side of Jesus that we may not have noticed before. Their conversation, although straightforward, had to have included a look (laughs) or an unspoken understanding that they dem- that demonstrated their mutual devotion to one another. Jesus is a devoted son, not only to God the Father, but also to his earthly mother. 
In this passage, Mary sees a need and knows that her son can help. She goes to him and tells him the problem. They have no wine. Now, this may not seem like a huge problem to us, but it would have been a big faux pas for the bridegroom, according to their social customs and their deep belief in radical hospitality. Jesus' reluctant response, what concern is that to you and to me, is probably the most surprising part of this story. I mean, many have asked, why does he hesitate to help? Perhaps he didn't feel like it was time to go public with his identity because he knew the ripple effect that would lead to his death. Maybe he was waiting to hear a bold voice from the heavens indicating it was time. Maybe he was waiting for that internal knowing that he was ready. Perhaps Jesus' hesitation was not a reluctance to help, but a way to show that Jesus doesn't push himself on us. The Savior of the world doesn't have a savior complex. He doesn't swoop in to save the day or say, I am now going to perform a miracle. And perhaps his hesitation was really his humility. Because when he performed the miracle, he didn't call attention to what he was doing. And he didn't want the credit If he did, it would rob the praise from the bridegroom. So the only people who knew were the servants because they participated in the miracle with Jesus. Jesus' hesitation could also be a sign that he was wrestling with God, that part of himself that leads him and directs him to do good. We have to assume that Jesus knew that part of himself, at least as early as 12, when he got separated from his parents during Passover and was found teaching in the temple. Steeped with worry, Mary asked, why have you treated us like this? In which Jesus responded, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? His teaching and wisdom at 12 astounded the other teachers. So Jesus had to be self-aware of his gifts then and his divinity within. Throughout Jesus' life, as he learned and grew, he probably had this battle between his humanity and his divinity, his innate goodness, just like we do. He knows intellectually the best path, and there's a divine timing to things. But sometimes the heart wins out. Now, I imagine he was trying to reconcile these two parts of himself throughout his time on earth. He was probably working out how he can be both Mary's son and God's son. 
how he can fulfill his earthly role as a son and head of the family, as we assume Joseph had passed away at this time, while also fulfilling his divine purpose as God's son. Now, we don't really know why Jesus hesitated at first, but he did act, due in large part to his mother's nudging. Now, this was the moment when the two parts of himself became one, which is what happens at a wedding. Two people come together to form one union, and so it is fitting that Jesus, the Son of Mary, and Jesus, the Son of God, come together to form one in celebration of God's glory. I mean, weddings are times of celebration, and with Jesus' miracle, the revealing of his full self, he keeps the party going. In fact, the celebration increases as people are amazed at his goodness. Living into our whole selves is a cause to celebrate. When we surrender our wrestling, when we reconcile the parts of ourselves that battle each other, when we work out our earthly roles and our spiritual purpose to become one unified person of God, it is good. And maybe even consider a miracle. But this is what we're created for. So we should celebrate the goodness that just overflows out of us to be shared with the world. There will be trials and challenges that we'll still have to encounter just as Jesus did. But living as our true selves, married as one with Christ, we can overcome them. Jesus did not arrive at this marriage of the physical and spiritual alone. Part of it happened at his birth, but he also had to grow into his calling throughout his life. And it was his mother who encouraged him to live fully into himself. Mary believed in her son and knew his purpose was greater than his earthly role. She knew what her son could do and nudged him closer to fulfilling it. Scripture only mentions Mary a few times as being present in Jesus' life and ministry. In the beginning, obviously, when she said yes to God and gave birth to Jesus, when she and Joseph uh, presented the baby Jesus in the temple to the Lord, when Jesus was 12 and he begins to teach. In this passage, when Jesus' divinity is revealed, and then again at the end, when she waits with him at the foot of the cross. We can assume that she was there with him throughout his life and supported him in other ways that Scripture doesn't share because she was there when he took his first breath and his last. And she was there at these pivotal times in life as mothers often are. 
whether they are birth mothers or spiritual mothers, they believe in us and nudge us to live fully into ourselves, especially in important times of our lives. Today we celebrate the mothers in our lives who nudged us and prodded us when they saw a need, when they noticed that we had the gifts and potential to use them for the good of others and the world. At times, we may have thought they were nagging or sticking their nose into our business. But look at Jesus. He listened to his mother and did what she said. Mary wasn't being manipulative or pushy by saying, do as he tells you. She trusted Jesus to rise to the occasion. She did not tell him how to solve the problem, nor did she solve it for him. She gave him the space to do as he felt led and trusted that he would do something great. We don't know for sure what turned his hesitation into action other than the spirit moving Jesus' heart. A mother's nudge was really God's nudge. God used Mary as a vessel to birth new life and continued to use her to nurture and nudge the humanity of Jesus to open himself fully to live as the Son of God. God nudges us through our loved ones to become who God created us to be. May we all listen to and lean into the nudge of God. Amen.